Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you turn your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 26, Matthew chapter 26. This morning we'll be looking at uh, the Last Supper that Jesus ha- had with His disciples as well as, as when He gives instructions for uh, the Lord's Supper that we are going to participate in this morning. And as I'm standing up here looking, I see this bottle. Remember, um, we are collecting these bottles. If you uh, don't have one yet, you can take one, but we're taking change from... Um, Mother's Day through Father's Day to give to the uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center in Greenville. So, We're coming to the cross. And as we come to the cross, so many of the things that we see are so familiar that we, we think often about Jesus' death and the things that lead up to His death. And the Last Supper is something that we commemorate uh, regularly as a part of the church. Uh, Some churches have uh, the Lord's Supper that we take, that uh, they have it quarterly. Some some churches take it weekly. Some churches like us, we take it uh, monthly. And some churches just take it whenever they feel like it. I don't know that uh, there is necessarily a prescription in the Bible for how often you should take it, just as long as we do take it as uh, Jesus says, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. So we should do it regularly. Let's go ahead and begin just by reading our text. Beginning in verse 17. Matthew says, under the inspiration of the Spirit. Now on the first day of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And Jesus did as I'm sorry, and the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were sorrowful and began to say to him, one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, 
eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the many, for many, for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, speak to us this morning. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts to obey and to understand. Lord, give me grace and strength as I preach your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We begin here, Jesus tells us, or the word tells us what day this was taking place. It says the first day of unleavened bread. This is when the disciples came to Jesus. Um, there is a chronology problem. If you, if you look at the commentaries and if you compare uh, the Gospels, there seems to be a chronology problem. And I, I don't want to go deep into this. If you look at what scholars say, um, it appears that Matthew is saying that, and Mark and Luke are saying that uh, the, this meal was the Passover meal that would have been eaten on Friday. And yet it's also the evening, and we know that uh, by the next day, in, in the afternoon or evening, Jesus was crucified, which was on a Friday. So, so it, it seems strange, uh, it doesn't quite fit what we normally think of. John, on the other hand, um, shows us and indicates that Jesus was uh, crucified on uh, the, the day the, that was the, the Passover day, the day in which the lamb was to be slain. So there's a chronology problem that, that we have and that scholars look at. I don't want to get all hung up on the details. I think what we should, in fact, I almost think as, I, as I've read through some of the theories and things that maybe in God's mind it was intentional that it would be ambiguous, that there would be some ambiguity there because it helps us see the symbolism here. It helps us see the symbolism. Jesus, uh, He is the Passover Lamb. When He died on the cross, He was taking our place just the same as it pointed to when the Passover Lamb was slaughtered and, and uh, the Passover Lamb was supposed to take upon itself the sins of all the people. Jesus is that Lamb. John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. And at the same time, as Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper, he, he, there are Passover elements in it. Because Jesus here says, this bread is my body. Uh, when we partake of the bread and the, I'll quote, unquote, wine, because <laughs> we use Welch's here. Yep. Um, when we partake of the bread, we, it, this symbolizes Jesus' body. 
that was broken for us. It should be a remembrance that we remember what He did for us in allowing His body to be broken on the cross. Whatever the date is, however you work out the chronology, it was at the time of the Passover that this took place. Verse 18, Jesus tells His disciples, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand, I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. By using this term, a certain man, it's probably intentional that they leave the man's name out. Whether they didn't want someone to know who it was or, or that person didn't want to be, it, it to be known uh, who they were. But Jesus said, go to this certain man. The disciples would have known who they were supposed to go to. Go to this certain man and tell him that it's time and I'm going to have the Passover at your house. And so the disciples, they did exactly what Jesus said. They went and they prepared the Passover at that man's house. The text tells us then in verse 20, when it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And this kind of tells us a little bit about the, the customs that they had in the day. It says he reclined at the table. Uh, they would have in that day a, a, a table that was close to the ground. They wouldn't have chairs like we do. But instead, they would recline, they would lie down as they ate. And uh, uh, Jesus here was reclining at the table along with the rest of his 12 disciples. All 12 of them were there. And as he was eating, he says something disturbing. Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful. They began to say to one another, is it I, Lord? The rest of the eleven disciples did not know what Judas was planning in his heart. The rest of the eleven disciples did not know that Judas had already made an agreement. And yet each one of them asked, is it I, Lord? I think that we should dwell on this for a moment. Each one of them had enough self-doubt to think it could be me. Am I the one that's going to betray you? Am I the one? We see Peter's confidence later saying, even if everybody else abandons you, I'll be with you. And you know, Peter denied Jesus. He didn't betray Him, but he denied Him three times. we ought to have that same kind of self-suspicion. When we sin, each one of us, even though we may be believers, we still can, take, can fall into sin from time to time. In fact, I wouldn't even say from time to time. We still fall into sin every day. And when we sin, we remember we're, we are not perfect angels. If we were around that table that day, would we ask ourselves the same thing? Is it I, Lord? Is it I, Lord? I know my frame. 
I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I fall short every single day. Would, I, would it be me that would betray you, Jesus? Jesus gives them an answer. He says, He who dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for him if that man had not been born. Now, scenarios have been come up with about the idea that maybe Jesus was dipping his bread into the herbs and oil all at the same time as, as Judas was dipping his hand in all at the same time. And I don't think really that's the point of what Jesus was saying here. When he says, he who has dipped his hand in the dish with me, he's saying, it's one of you at the table. We're eating together. We're fellowshipping together. It's one of you very people who are here fellowshipping with me, eating together at this meal. He's intensifying the closeness of the betrayal. Someone I trust to eat out of the same bowl with me is going to betray me. But then, Jesus makes this statement, which I think uh, we need to reflect on for a minute. It says, The Son of Man goes as it is written of Him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. This text points out the sovereignty and res- sovereignty of God and the, uh, the responsibility of human beings. Both of them in balance together. What's going to happen to the Son of Man is exactly what God planned from the foundation of the world to happen to the Son of Man. God's plan, it it wasn't an accident that Jesus would go to the cross. It was God's predetermined plan that Jesus would go to the cross to die for the sins of His people and that we could be forgiven because of what Jesus did. It was His plan. And yet... Judas was responsible for what he did. The fact that this was preordained, that Judas was going to betray Jesus, does not remove from him the responsibility for doing it. Judas did what Satan filled in his heart to do. Judas did exactly what he wanted to do out of his greed or selfish motives of some kind. Judas did what he wanted to do, and he's responsible for that. And yet, nothing could happen that was outside of God's plan. It was God's plan that Jesus would be betrayed by a friend. Judas then, Judas knows what he's already done. He knows that back in the last verses we looked at last week, that he had gone to the chief priests and he had made this deal and he had accepted 30 pieces of silver and looked for an opportune time to betray Jesus. And Judas said, Is it I, Rabbi? I want to notice first, his words are different. The other disciples said, Is it I, Lord? Acknowledging who Jesus really was. And Judas said, is it I, Rabbi? At other times, 
I'm sure that the other disciples would have called Jesus rabbi, but I think maybe Matthew intentionally puts different words in Judas's mouth to draw a distinction here. There's a distinction between what the other disciples were saying and what Judas was saying. Jesus was not just a good teacher. He was not just a rabbi. He was Lord of the universe. He was Lord. He was Yahweh of the Old Testament. And Jesus answered him, You have said so. He doesn't right right out say, Yes, Judas, it's you. He says these terms in in such an ambiguous way that Judas knows what he's talking about. But the other disciples might not know that Jesus was acknowledging, Yes, Judas, it was you. Now we come to another part of the text here where Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper. They were there eating. And Jesus took the bread and He blessed it. And He broke it. And He gave it to the disciples. And we're going to participate in this in a few minutes. Jesus took the bread and He prayed. He thanked God. This is probably a part of what would be done at the Passover meal. And uh, there were different prayers given as, as, and during, during different parts of, of the meal. And Jesus probably prayed something, I thank You, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for how You provide food and drink. Jesus blessed it, and He broke the bread, and He gave it to His disciples. And he said something different than what would have been said at any other Passover meal. He said, take, eat. Nothing unusual about that. But then he says, this is my body. I don't believe, like some do, that the bread actually becomes Jesus' body. That is... Uh, transubstantiation, or yes, transubstantiation that uh, that uh, some believe, and I don't believe that this is uh, somehow uh, that Jesus' body becomes present in the bread that others believe. But no, uh, I think this is a metaphor. This is a metaphor. We we say we're in God's house, right? Well, this is not heaven. This is not a temple. This is a building. And in fact, God's house may be referring to all of the people who are gathered and not the building itself. We use metaphors. And when Jesus says, this is my body, I believe he's using a metaphor here. He's saying, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup. When he had given thanks, he does the same thing that he did with the bread before it. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them. It seems that there was one cup. That they would have a community cup. One, he says he took the cup, and when he gave thanks, he gave it, the cup. It wasn't little bitty cups like we have, but one cup. 
And they passed it around and they each drank from it. And he said, this is the the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I think there's at least two Old Testament references that we see here in this text. One is the one we read for our Scripture reading, and the other comes from Exodus chapter 24, when it references the blood of the covenant. Uh, in, 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 in Exodus, the blood of the covenant was after the Passover lamb is slaughtered, the blood from the Passover lamb... Uh, uh, Moses sprinkled on the, or was it Aaron? Sprinkled on the people, signifying that they were washed with the blood. And when it says here, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins, I think this is maybe where we get the new covenant idea that we have in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, Jesus, in Paul's letter, he records that Jesus said, um, this is the new covenant in my blood. And the passage that we read this morning, it talks about how the new covenant leads to the forgiveness of sins. I will remember your sins no more. If you look back at the passage that we read. So as we take of the Lord's Supper today, as we partake of the bread and the Welches. We take the bread, remember, that Jesus' body was broken for you. And when we partake of the juice, the fruit of the vine, remember that His blood was shed for you so that your sins would be forgiven. Jesus said it Himself. This is what we are to remember this time as we come together and we partake of the Lord's Supper. His body was broken for you. So that yours wouldn't have to be. His blood was shed for you to cover you and so that you could be forgiven of all of your sins. Past, present, and future. And Jesus here then follows this up with verse 29. With this statement, He says, And I tell you that I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. What this tells us is that the Lord's Supper is not just something we do to look back at what happened in the past. But this looks forward again. Looks forward. Because there is coming a day when there will be a marriage supper of the Lamb. There is coming a day when He will gather His elect from all the four corners of the earth We will be together with Him at a banquet when we will celebrate. We will feast in the house of Zion as we have sung before. We will gather together with Him. And and it says He will not drink of the fruit of the vine again until He drinks it with us. It looks forward. He is coming again. 
finally. Verse 30, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So the very end, when they have done the, the Passover meal, when they had had the bread and the wine, they sang a hymn together. They sang together. This was not uncommon for a Passover meal. Um, between each of the parts of the Passover meal, um, I, from what I've read, they would read, uh, they would sing together, they would chant the Psalms from Psalm 113 to Psalm 118. And someone would sing out the, uh, one of the lines and then the, the rest of the people there would respond with hallelujah because these were hallelujah psalms. This is probably what was going on here. They would sing a hymn. They probably were singing these psalms and then they went out to the Mount of Olives where we know what was about to happen as Jesus prayed in the garden. So we look at this text tonight, today, today. I don't know why I said tonight. We look at this text today. How is this useful to us? Well, for one, I think it shows us how we participate in this institution that God, that Jesus ordained that we should do. As often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. He, he commanded us to participate in this ordinance. This is part of what makes us a church, is that we practice the Lord's Supper. Together, we remember what Jesus did for us. This proclaims the Gospel. When we come together... Any time we partake of the Lord's Supper, it doesn't matter what the sermon's about or the songs are about or anything like that. When we partake of the Lord's Supper, we remember His body was broken for you. And His blood was shed for you. And our sins are remembered no more. The Lord's Supper gives us confidence that we have been forgiven. Though our sins be as scarlet, He has washed them as white as snow. He has thrown our sins into the depths of the sea and remembers them no more. So as we are about to sing, come and participate at the Lord's table And remember that your sins have been washed away. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.